0: This is The Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, The Mitch Gray Show. What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to The Mitch Gray Show. So happy that you're joining us. I am your host, Mitch Gray, author of... How to Hire and Keep Great People, and uh, Leadership Consultant. And so make sure you subscribe to the show, spread the word. Please uh, like the show, review the show, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you leave us a review. Those really help us spread the word and help more people. Uh, We have some great stuff coming for you uh, in 2022. We have a new How to Hire and Keep Great People course launching. So more information on that to come. And be sure to check out our new website, recruitgreatpeople.com, to find some free resources and tools to build your dream team. Another great guest today. Um, we, have, we have had a few conversations and talked on social media via email. Uh, really excited to have this guest on. So today I'm intri- introducing to you Roxy Bahar Hurtson. Uh, Roxy, you are a leadership expert, speaker, author, teacher, uh, certified ICF PCC coach, and you have over three decades of experience uh, in organizational consulting and uh, leadership coaching. Uh, You're also the CEO of Highland Consulting Group, and let's get to the really good stuff. Author of two highly acclaimed books, Hire Right, Fire Right: A Leader's Guide to Finding and Keeping Your Best People, and lead like it matters because it does and that's the title of the book i didn't add because it does that's the title and so roxy welcome to the mitch gray show
1: thanks mitch i'm really excited to be here and be with your listeners today
0: i love it um all of the things i just read about you tells us uh, the underlying point you are highly accomplished highly knowledgeable but beyond all of that in our conversations i've just learned that you're just a wonderful person And someday you and I are going to get to sit down and have a cup of coffee together. That's going to be our deal. That'd be
1: awesome. I'd love it.
0: (laughs) Yes, I love it. So Roxy, we'd like to start off with a big question. We don't mess around on the Mitch Gray Show, get our listeners really in on the uh, good stuff. So obviously with your titles of your book and you and I have a very, that's in fact how we met through a mutual friend who heard about my book, knew about you and uh, and my book is How to Hire and Keep Great People. Your book is Hire Right, Fire Right. We're aligned with our content, incidentally. And so you obviously touch on those subject matters, but it's been interesting and we won't dive into this too deeply, but this is gonna kind of go to your uh, first thoughts, I'm sure. It's been interesting to really talk with business leaders, especially over the last two years. Um, hiring has always been an interesting subject to, to dance in. The last two years has made it even more interesting because many, many business leaders, uh, maybe even listeners of our show, they're really dealing with new elements that they've never dealt with before. Uh, People are quitting jobs faster. Uh, i like to say the power is back in the hands of the employee, which is where it should be. The downside of that is many systems weren't created for the power to be in the hands of the employee, which is making it very difficult for many hiring leaders. And so you said something before the show that I think is really, really critical. And I'm going to ask it in the form of this. What do you think is the really the most important element when a, when a leader is considering hiring, when they're looking at their landscape of their team, regardless of size of team, and they're really sitting there thinking, okay, I've got to hire some people. But that takes a special mindset and really to do it the right way, it takes the right mindset. And so what, what do you think is really the, the perfect ideology for someone to nurture and to grow within before even setting out to hire people? Let's start there.
1: Mitch, that's a really fundamental and excellent question. So uh, <clears throat> when we were talking earlier, I, I, I want to make the point that when, we, when we're inviting people to join our organization, no matter how big or small, it's a relationship that will be the result. It's not a transaction. We're not going out to buy a piece of bread or a new car. Um, we're, we're needing to create a lasting relationship. So if you're going to think of a, a metaphor, think of a blind date. You know, it, What do you want to know about that person? Uh, before you decide to date them again or decide to have a long-term relationship with them. It's really important that we move away from thinking of hiring as a transactional activity. It's a relational
0: activity. Does that make sense? I love that aspect because, you know, it's it's oftentimes business leaders kind of get that picture when it comes to customers. They know that they need to nurture. Uh, they know that they need to kind of, often be gentle and compassionate with that relationship regarding customers and clients, because they see those people naturally as repeats. I need that person to come back and buy something. And so it's almost like oftentimes I witness leaders put more effort into nurturing the relationship of customer clients than they do of their employees, because they they just assume that the employee is going to show back up and they don't (laughs) assume the customer is going to show back up and really What you're proposing is, it doesn't matter what position the person holds, that nurturing needs to take place from the beginning and consistently.
1: Absolutely, because... I mean, everybody knows that when you have employees that are engaged and they're happy and they're committed to the, the organization, then you, you end up getting loyal customers. But you don't you don't start with the the loyal customer and work your way backwards. You start with the loyal employee and work your way forward. But but before you even get there, how you set that up? how you go out there into the world and let them know that you have a job uh, opening. I don't care whether it's a frontline person at McDonald's or it's a CEO, the, it, the, the concepts are the same. It, this is a relationship and how, how you're going to communicate what it is you want what it is you need in an honest way, in a, in a clear way, in an inclusive way is going to set you up to draw in the right people versus the wrong
0: people. So when someone is designing um, it, let's, let's back up a little bit. Someone could either be designing a new business or stepping into an existing business, regardless of the situation, they're really creating and carving out their role as a leader in that organization. Right. And let's say someone's in a hiring position, they're carving out their role, they're either creating a new culture, or maybe launching from a current culture. What does this idea of removing a transactionary relationship to employees and making it more of a real uh, human relationship? How does that partner with the culture that is either being created or might already exist?
1: That's a really great question. I talk about that quite a bit in my book uh, in terms of what uh, in terms of business strategy. (laughs) And of course, the leader sets the tone for the culture. But in terms of business strategy, if the leader does not believe or the company or the organization of any kind does not believe that hiring is a business imperative hiring right as a business imperative, then they'll screw it up more often than they won't. I mean, at least half the time. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say this, what blows my mind is that there is not one person on this planet who's involved in a business who would settle for a 50% failure rate in any other part of the business. Right. And yet, right. and yet this is just, I mean, it hasn't changed is at then that's at best and recruiters at 40% failure rate um, generally it's somewhere between 50 and 60% failure rate. Now, who would, who would do that right. in any other part of the business? So this needs to be a business imperative and it needs to be part of the culture that hiring right involves everybody. Yeah. And it, and it matters to the bottom line, like zippity doo that to the bottom line.
0: Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. It, it impacts and ripple effects the bottom line almost immediately. You know, yeah. and I, I like to tell people constantly that, the smaller your team, the more important getting hiring right becomes. Oh, absolutely! Because, because if you have a, if you have a team of ten to twenty people, that one bad hire or wrong hire it doesn't mean it's a bad person. You just hired mm. wrong. That can impact incredibly. Rather than a team of a thousand people, you know, you can kind of afford to make a few more mistakes. But but that small team, it really matters that you get that that person, the right person in the right place, doing the right job. Yeah, well, even if you have a thousand,
1: I agree with you. Number one and number two, you're not surprised. Um, but number two, if you take the failure rate in a thousand-person company, it's going to have a massive impact. Yes, that's exactly. Uh, right. So, so you know, it, it's it's a percentage game. It, the bottom line is, it has to be a business imperative to hire right. And you need to figure out how to do that. And, and we've been really lazy as a culture. Yes. And I think worldwide, I, I think this is a global problem, not you know, just in the United yes. States. Um, we've been lazy and you know, just doing the same old, same old, the same old way. And well, if you keep on doing, what do they say? Yeah. <laughs> Instead, if you keep on doing what you've been doing, you'll keep on getting what you've been getting. And that's um, it's a you're just flushing money down the toilet. Not to mention the aggravation and the morale and the productivity problems that,
0: that come with it. So I want to set a scene and, and I'm going to allow you to walk us through this. We're going to kind of play this out because I, and I believe in setting the scene the way I'm going to set it because I believe the veteran leader, it, it does, it serves a veteran leader well to go back to the beginner's mind. In other words, ah, oftentimes, yeah. le, you know, leaders will say, well, I'm already in this system. It's hard to change. Well, at that point, you need to go back like you're recreating. And so the scene we're going to create is a a new business, a new entrepreneur, a new organization. Uh, Someone is sitting there or a small team of people and they're saying, we need to design our culture. We need to create our vision, our mission, our goals. What element of the conversation should the strategy of hiring take during those early stages, at what point do those creators go, okay, we're not just going to cast this vision, mission, culture, and then fill in the blanks. We're going to actually be really strategic about the hiring persona, about the hiring strategies, and about where we're going to find those people? That's a really big question. Yeah.
1: So, first of all, I, I like
0: those, by the way. I love the <laughs> questions. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's great. Um, defining what culture you want is really, really important because you, you're going to want to hire people that are going to fit into that culture. And I'm not talking about lookalikes and feelalikes. I'm I'm talking and even thinkalikes. I am talking though about commitment. Uh, You know, uh, you're going to want to hire people who are committed to your mission, your vision, your values, and the culture that, that you want to create. So if we're starting with the beginning person, we need to start at that beginning. Uh, And of, I'm going to say, I think you can translate, let's say, wherever you are in the, yes. this process. Yes. So, uh, so then, then I, you know, I created uh, eight factors that I, I think everybody for every job should be looking at. Now you're going to weigh them differently depending on the job. If it's a CEO, you're going to weigh some more, more heavily than others. If it's a frontline person at a takeout place, you, you might hire, uh, weigh them differently and, and take not as much time as you might have as you will have to take for a more senior position or a more technical position or what have you but the uh the bottom line is is across the board these things matter Mm -hmm. and um i'd be happy to share them with you if if you're wanting to go there
0: let us know the information
1: we want to know okay so we've established the fact that that even before you do the job posting, you gotta think about how you word that so that you're going to pull in the people, uh, reach out to the people wherever you're, whether even if you're using a recruiter, how you how you position yourselves as an employer is gonna be really important in terms of pulling in the kinds of people that that you're gonna be wanting to look at. And then it's it, it really, is if you come from a relational model rather than a transactional model, let's see if can, we can get hundred candidates in and then we've got them, blah, 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 blah. It, No, it's how do you want to, how do you want to create a successful relationship with the successful candidate? <clears throat> so how do you know you have a successful candidate? And I have a lot of additional stuff in my resources section in the book. I'll, so I'll just give you the brief eight. So that it, it's uh, A through H, it's really easy to remember. Mm so I'm going to go through them real fast and then I'll go back real quick. Okay. Love it. And and just Love explain. It. So it's attitude, brains, character, drive, emotional intelligence, fit, gut, and heart. So mm-hmm. A through, A through uh, H, right? Mm-hmm. Eight factors. Right. All right. So attitude, um, Mitch, is uh, about assessing the passion that this person has about the work mm-hmm. that you're Going to hire them for um, now. Some jobs, you people will have less passion than others, but they need to at least be interested, right. and they they want uh, you want them to have an attitude, a can do attitude, a solution not blame attitude, and um, really wanting to help themselves and others and the organization succeed. So, what's that attitude? And I, there are lots of me- I, I have metrics of how you can questions that you can ask to assess that. Right. Then brains is, well, are they capable of doing the job or learning how to do the job? Because it depends, and you, you could get somebody right off the street, right? And they've never done it before, but are they capable of learning how to do it and then executing on, on, on what they learn? Um, character, this is really core values and it's really important to find this out. And, and there are ways to do that in a very thoughtful and graceful way. Uh, bottom line, are they trustworthy? Do they have integrity? And you need right. to know that because if they're not trustworthy, it's not going to work. Right. It's just not going to work. And then um, uh, drive is is really looking at their own motivation. You know, are they waiting for you to tell them everything, or mm-hmm. are, are they are they able to self start? Um, emotional intelligence is the, the four pieces: self awareness, managing their own emotions, social um, awareness and then managing relationships there are 12 factors in the uh-huh. in the uh yeah and and you'll notice if you think about it a lot of these have emotional uh intelligence competencies woven into them right. and then fit fit is not about uh whether they look like you or sound like you right. this isn't against any kind of diversity equity inclusion model this is exact in fact it's I would say if you have a good diversity inclusion model in your organization, uh, fit is even more important. Yes. Like, are they, are they going to be a person who welcomes other people and tolerant and, and, and care about the mission and the culture that, that you wanna create? Gut is about you, the hiring mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. So uh, some people go way too far with gut and some people don't pay attention to it at all. They get too metric oriented. So you do need to pay attention to your instincts because if something's niggling at you, boy, I'll tell you, you better pay attention to it. You or your search team's
0: gut, and then and you're, finally, and you're right almost every time. By the way, yes, you're right and, almost every time.
1: And you can't, you can't let it be, you can't let because there could be something about you.
0: Yes, yes,
1: like this person could remind you of your Uncle Ted, right? Yes. Yep. and they're yep. not your Uncle Ted, yep. and you couldn't stand your Uncle Ted so you need to dig deeper when your instinct is is saying something's wrong here then then that's the sign to dig deeper is it is it that or is it something else right. um and then heart is fine finally we get to heart this is about what kind of human being this person is um jack welch called it the um uh really the uh game changer he he, he referred to it his terms were the generosity gene, Mm -hmm. Um, my word for it is heart. So, you know, is this person grounded? Are they humble enough to admit their mistakes? Um, What are you noticing? about how they are in the world. Yeah. And uh, there are a lot of ways to find that out in terms of how you, you, know, how you interact with them from the very beginning, all the way through interview processes, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So pay attention to the little things, to the signals, because as Maya Angelou uh, once said so well, uh, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. them.
0: Yeah, You know, the (laughs) crazy, the the crazy thing is Roxy, it's, and there, there are many voices, including you and I in the world that are preaching this message. And that message is you hire based on the intangibles. You can teach the tangibles,
1: right? That's, that's right. The
0: the problem and your list is full of the intangibles, They're full of the things that you cannot teach. You know, Zig Ziglar used to say, you can't teach attitude and aptitude. Right. you can't teach integrity. You can't. It's there or people choose to have those things. And many of the things that you're talking about, you know, we're mentioning culture and, and I talk about culture a lot. Many of the things that you're talking about are a very reflection of the culture that that human was raised in, believes in, it's in their DNA. Yeah, And those are not, not that it's impossible to shift to those, but it is very difficult to shift those. And even though we're out to better humanity, as a leader, boss, CEO, manager, it's not my job to change people. It's oh, my, no. <laughs> it's my job to believe the story they're telling me. And so that's what I love about that list specifically is that it is a list that if you hire the person that fills every single one of those, You're going to have an incredible teammate for your team. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you miss any of those, miss one or two, potentially you could have a pretty good teammate. Mm -hmm. You miss three or more, it is not going to work. That's right.
1: And there are a couple that that if you miss them, they're not going to work. They're non negotiable Like yes. character. Yes. yes. Like, like character. Well, and brains, too. I'm, I'm not going to say yes. um, that that doesn't matter because the person needs to be technically able yes. <laughs> or, or capable yes. of, uh, of at least learning the job. Yeah. Now, emotional intelligence, you can teach. Yes. Right. Yes. And if they're so far off the scale of emotional intelligence, then you have to decide whether it's worth your time and effort to to, to do that. And fit um, if they're not going to fit into your culture um, as a their character won't, their attitude won't, whatever their heart won't, then not um, not going to work not going to work and and the thing is is that you know people say well what are the questions to ask to find out about attitude well i got a ton of them i got i got questions for all eight of these factors that will at least get prime the pump and get you started um and and you should be winding those into your process anytime you're interacting with this candidate through the interviews or or whatever virtual or otherwise
0: so a, f- a few questions. Um, first of all, that list is amazing, and and uh, and I, it, for any of the listeners that that you are in a hiring position, um, I'm imploring you to at minimum. Re-listen to that list and write it down, <laughs> and use that as your roadmap. not Not only for hiring people, but for for anyone you align with in life outside of employees. Oh yeah. Well, think about your date. Think <laughs> yeah, about your exactly date. Right. Yeah, right? that's exactly Attitude, right. Yeah, right. Attitude,
1: brains, character, yep. drive, emotional intelligence, fit, gut, heart. Don't you that's, want to know that's those? The things? list. That's the
0: list. <laughs> and the and you know, thing- none
1: of them carry the day. None of them carry the day all Correct. by themselves.
0: They, there has to be a mix of these yeah. uh, for, for it to be successful. Yeah, it's almost like a syncope. Like that need that is what the human is made of, you know, is, is, are those characteristics. And it really mm-hmm. is at the end of the day about character. It, it leads me to a few questions mm-hmm. that the listeners might be considering right now. And the first question is, so we're, we just gave, well, let me back up a little bit more. Which book are those in? So people know which are those. those in the are, higher,
1: yeah. Higher, higher right,
0: reference. fire right.
1: your guide got a leader's guide to finding and keeping your best okay. people.
0: Good. So instead of digging any deeper into that, cause I want to go, there's a few questions on my mind that I think people are probably thinking of, uh, they can go buy, order that book. It's available anywhere. Go order that mm-hmm. book. It'll dive deeper. It'll give you some material. That's amazing. The first question is let's say someone hears that list and they order your book and and they love your stuff and they're like, Yeah, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. The question then becomes as an interviewer, what is the best way for them to hone those skills of being able, you know, again, say they get your book, they read the questions, they see the resources, they're excited about the process, they believe in the process, but there's a difference in believing. And actually achieving, yeah. And so, give us a few little tips and tricks that someone after they order your book after this show that they could put into practice to begin really practicing that process of of you know interviewing and applying to that interviewee. Mitch, that's a great question because um,
1: I that's the question I asked myself as I was writing the book. I wrote the book with the idea that the reader would come in with either a whole lot of old habits that they wanted to change uh, or no knowledge at all. So you mentioned the word roadmap earlier, and uh, that's exactly how I set the book up. I have a roadmap for the, for the um, a whole beginning process. So the book's in three sections, really. The first section is um, is really getting, you know, finding that person, right? Hiring that person. The second, the second is retaining that person, and the third is saying goodbye to that person, whether it's voluntary or involuntary. There, you know, both happen. Every employee has a lifespan, right? Yes. yes. So uh, that you know, doesn't matter who you are, you're going to start somewhere and you're going to end somewhere at some point. Right.
0: <laughs> so we all I, do it. We we all, all <laughs> e- we all
1: do it but well, even self-employed people stop being yes. self-employed yes. At some point. all right so so my I guess the answer to your question is I have a very clear roadmap of how to this is a very how-to book. And um, and of course, people can reach out to me and I'm more than happy to to engage with them and and right. and help them walk through it. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my colleagues bought the book and she had never fired anybody in her life. And she had to fire somebody <clears throat> and she didn't she really didn't know what to do. And she thought, well, before I call Roxy, I'm gonna read that, I'm gonna read that section of the book. She followed it step by step by step, and she said it was easily the best experience. She was really dreading it. She was a nervous wreck and it turned out just fine. Um, so I, I really do think that, that the setup, um, the tips and tricks
0: are all in there. They're all in there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I will say, um, friends, if, if you decide to get Roxy's book, make sure you practice, (laughs) Before you implement because that practice and that role play is so powerful in because it does take a comfort level that I'll never forget the first time I had to fire someone and yeah. you know, I was. Gosh, I was what twenty-one years old, running a multi-million-dollar business with a team of people, and I had to fire someone. And and Mm -hmm. you're talking about a guy that you know that is a pastor at heart, former pastor. Well, I didn't want to fire him. Well, that's the worst thing I wanted to do, and no one, yeah, yeah, it's and so it's it is, but you know, it's also it's also in a different way as as scary to hire people because Mm -hmm. you know if you if you take it seriously that person is depending on you as a resource for their way of life. That's right, that's and, right. And, and that goes back to your foundational statement in the beginning of the show is that this is about relationships. We are all human beings, we're not transactions. That's um, right. And that's a little bit where I get, which was gonna lead me to another question a while ago. I get a little bit frustrated with the role of technology in recruiting and hiring because mm. it removes the human element. And you it's, mentioned it can be lazy. Well, that's what you mentioned earlier. And that's mm-hmm. what I, that's the exact word I use as well, is that it is lazy. And so, mm-hmm. what can someone do? You know, if we're, and I think it's regardless of size of company, I get the larger a company is, technology plays more of a role. I understand that. But 98% of businesses that support the, the North American economy are small business. That's right. 75% of those are mom and pop shops. That's right. Teams of 20 or less. So we're really talking about people that are going to buy your book and implement. Mm -hmm. So what can those people do in this day and age of, we throw it on Indeed, we throw it on Glassdoor, we throw it on Monster, we throw it on Facebook, and we try and crapshoot the hiring process. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If someone's in the middle of that, what can they do to really begin negotiating a new way of recruiting and hiring people? Yeah, I call it the post and pray method. Yes, that's exactly. We we used to call it the shotgun approach because you you shoot and you hope, hopefully, you get something. Right. Well, if you're not using a recruiting firm, um,
1: which most people are not, most are not, most are not. Ninety percent of them are not. Yeah. Right. So, if you're not using a recruiting firm, there's so many. I mean, I, I think it's there's there stages in this process, and the first stage is really crafting that announcement to the world that you have a job open and where are you going to put it, and then the second stage is how are you going to vet those people that respond, um, but even how you're going to put it out to the world well you have employees employees know people they have social networks they have all kind instagrams and facebook and twitter and all sorts of things youtube they're all over the place so none of us are sitting here on an island by ourselves so i would certainly if you if you love your culture and you love the employees you have and you want to find the right person to come in and fulfill a new role or or replace someone who's left um talk to your employees
0: yes yes
1: (laughs) Uh, talk to your employees, Talk to ask them about their networks, maybe make it in a, their in, uh, an incentive. Um, I, I know mid-size, uh, small and mid-sized companies often uh, provide incentives for employee referrals. Yes. Um, so there is a danger there though. And the danger in that is that we're all going to look alike, sound alike. Um, we come from the same class. We come from the same race. We come from the same gender. So be careful about that. And, and I talk about Bias in hiring in my book as well, and how to prevent it. Um, whether you're using technology or you having a, a human who's looking at resumes or applications, so it's really important to think through that first process, and then how you're going to vet them. And then now, now we're into your search team, <clears throat> which is also an answer to the question you asked me before: is don't try to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. People do too, way too much of this on their own. Many yeah. heads is, is good in this yes. situation. Many eyes is good in this situation. Many hearts yeah. good in this yeah. situation. So, um, you know, if you, I mean, even one other person is better than right. just doing it yourself. Right. But think about your search team as you are thinking about how to get started and how what to look for. I have a whole checklist of before you even announce this job, what right. you should have done. Before the world even knows you have this job, and and you can set that up so it repeats itself. It's it's work at the front end, but
0: boy, it saves you a lot of time at the back end. It really automates, and and that's where um, that idea of practicing this and working through it before you take action really yeah. allows you to automate. Now. There's going to be, quote, human automation. It's going to be the same behaviors and actions taken yeah. over and over in time. and That's okay. But it really does streamline the process.
1: It um, does when appreciate. you set it up and you say, yeah. you know, these are the these are the must-dos. Here's our pre-checklist. We're not going to even put that job out there until we've done this. Yeah. And uh, I have a whole checklist, a pre-checklist, and then, you know, and lots of checklists. I have
0: lots I love of those. that. I love that. <laughs> Roxy, I have this belief that people can get it right 80 to 90% of the time. They can. I've lived it. I've done it. I've gotten it wrong and I've gotten it right. And I know they can get it right that much. And all of the information that you've given, um, and, and I know your book is filled with antidotes and recipes and systems and processes. And it really takes, um, voices like you and I preaching the same message, Mm -hmm. To get people to really pay attention you know you don't have to go about it the way everyone else is going about it there is a better way
1: well it's an advantage it's a business advantage to do it differently than everybody else is doing you it's a competitive advantage and you know i've mapped out all of this stuff and i know you have too mitch to, to help people with tons of resources and 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 the thing is is that you can customize them that's right You know, it's not Roxy's model, but it's Roxy's tips and tricks, Mitch's tricks, you know, (laughs) tricks, uh, methodology, and what works for you is going to work for you. Take what you want, but at least you've got, the very least, you've got a good mapping out of how to proceed and the kinds of things to think about, whether
0: you're hiring, onboarding, or letting somebody go. Well, that's exactly why leaders need to constantly be learners because yes. you know, someone is going to read your book and your voice is going to resonate with them incredibly. You know, that's one thing I love about the show is I, I don't try and find people that align with my content on purpose, <laughs> but they always do because A, that's kind of how the, the law of attraction works. Yeah. But B, I, my desire is to find people that are giving those positive messages but in a different language because we need different languages. We need Mm -hmm. different voices. Um, And, and so leaders, I really want leaders listening to understand that if you can continue to be a, you know, a learner, Roxy's voice is going to resonate with some, my voice is going to resonate with others. You and I Mm -hmm. were talking about other guests that have been on the, Mm -hmm. that's, that's why it's so important to constantly be curious and be exploring and be learning and be figuring all this out because you and I are going to say the exact same thing, but our experience, our life mm-hmm. and our our story tells it differently. And that's a beautiful, which goes to the fact of that diversity that you're talking about. Yeah. And it goes to the fact of, you know. You can be an interviewer. You can hire someone to interview for you, but don't just depend on that one interpretation.
1: Oh, exactly.
0: Because that exactly. may, you know, something that ringing bell may not quite be right. And so, you know, That's have right. some di- have some diversity in your leadership team, and then the people that are hiring as well. And,
1: yeah, this and the search team. That you know, the thing, the thing that you said earlier about having a beginner's mind. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm a coach as well. I'm an executive coach and uh, a leadership coach. And um, one of the things that I try to help my clients do as they're really thinking about who they are and where they want to go is, is getting into a a curiosity place, a beginner's mind, the learner's mind. um, Because don't just, don't just think, you know, it all, because you don't, none of us do. So let's, let's figure out where the problem is. And we don't need to solve a problem that doesn't exist, but this problem does exist. And it exists for nearly everybody. And uh, man, if you want to have a competitive advantage, start hiring, right?
0: That's right. That's exactly right. But Roxy, then there's this,
1: retention. There's
0: retention. There is. We'll, we'll have a part, we'll have a part two of our conversation <laughs> and we'll talk about retention because we 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 uh, we're not telling everyone yet, but we do have something we've already talked about, you know, collaborating on and have you on in the future. And so maybe hey. maybe re- maybe retention on our future project will be our mm-hmm. first move because you're exactly right. That is a big challenge. So it is, uh, and it, people
1: challenge. are worried about it a lot,
0: especially now. But the, the the reality is until you get the front end right, retention yeah. doesn't matter because you're exactly if you, if you don't have the conversation we just had right, you're not right. like. Yeah. it's not going to work. No, either they're going to
1: ghost you, man. They're right. going to ghost you or they're going to show and go. I mean, it that, that happens right. a lot. It happens so, a lot. So,
0: he, so here's the deal we're making with the listeners. Listen to this episode a few times, go buy Roxy's book, <laughs> and then we'll come back to retention and it'll make a lot more sense. So, awesome. I love it. Roxy, this has been amazing. Uh, conversation has been, has, has a lot of depth but also a lot of applicable, very um, simple steps that people can take. So thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'd love for you to leave our listeners with one one last small bit of advice. You get to choose.
1: Oh, well, hmm. that's tough for me because I have, you know, so much advice.
0: I know you do. and <laughs> yeah, We love it.
1: Uh, yeah, love it. I think, I think uh, I'd like to end where we started is just remember that, the people that are going to be getting a paycheck from you aren't just getting a paycheck. They are
0: they're, they're people.
1: They're 24-hour people. They're all different. They're complex. Leading people is messy. And leading the right people is less messy. So uh, make it a priority. My, my make it a priority to, to really, really get your hiring right.
0: I love that. Thank you so much, Roxy, for coming on the show. It's been great. I know people have gotten some incredible value today. So brothers and sisters, thank you for listening to the Mitch Gray Show. Please go order Roxy's book. We'll also have that in the link in the show notes and profile page as well. Hire Right, Fire Right is available anywhere. And while you're there, throw her other book in the cart too and, and grab it. So Um, Like I always encourage people, check with your local bookstore first and see if they can order it for you. We love to support locally owned businesses. And if they can't, then I'm sure it's uh, Amazon, Goodreads, wherever you, Barnes & Noble, wherever you order books. So make sure you subscribe to our show, spread the word, and invite one or two people to subscribe as well. Leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the Mitch Gray YouTube channel. That's Mitch Gray Media. And again, check out our website, recruitgreatpeople.com. And there you'll find some great tools, very similar to, you'll probably look at our website and think Roxy wrote it because it's all the same stuff and we love it. So uh, thanks again. And we hope you have a great day. We will talk to you soon.